1: Five things, the podcast where we bring on my favorite funny people and we ask them five things. I'm your host, Roche Abdullah. Five Things is presented by Bad Dog Theater. Bad Dog Theater is a Toronto comedy school and improv theater devoted to unscripted performance. They host classes and shows in person and online. Check out baddogtheater.com to get tickets or enroll in class today. Five things. I'm excited because uh, this is our season closer. I'm gonna welcome our guest first, and uh, because I'm very very excited, I've wanted to interview for a long time. Um, have my dream job. We've got improviser, sex worker, <laughs> sex, sex toy reviewer, sexy podcaster, Erin Pym, A.K.A. Lady Pym. Welcome. Oh, hello, hello. How are you? I'm too good. How are you? Oh, so good. So excited to be an improviser. Just before we started recording, Erin said, I'm not an improviser and I've never played five things. Um, One of those things is Bullshit. (laughs) he's an improviser i've seen her play she's very very funny um five things okay then i'll explain great this is perfect because i'll explain five things to you aaron uh (laughs) which i do every episode and i can i've never i should like write it down in a certain way to make it flow but every time i'm like i'll just explain it on the spot and i can't (laughs) so i'm gonna ask you to list five things that's good enough i think you get it yeah five things yeah yeah, that's good yeah (laughs) your first ever five that you this might be too weird now um okay f- can you give me five catchphrases that the terminator could have said that would have been better than i'll be back sure yeah um
0: let's say um i'm a killer robot that would just like really establish establish you know the whole the whole Everything. deal just yeah, a, in case people are confused yeah, yeah yeah just like right right up front that might be the first thing yeah the people
1: in the audience were like wait a second
0: is he yeah, I'm a human
1: or what's robot? going on he runs
0: oh. really fast for a human
1: <laughs> exactly
0: it's you distracting right if you don't know <laughs> and then the second thing maybe he can say um but um i'm actually not a killer robot i'm just playing one because again, <laughs> that, just clarifying for people,
1: right? right? So one is he could say, "I'm a killer robot." Two is mm-hmm. he could say, "I'm not a killer robot. I'm an actor. This is a movie. Don't be fooled, mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. watching.
0: Just yeah, so you understand, it, this is a role again, play. That- that might be distracting right because they're like oh wow he's a killer robot and then they're like oh god
1: do i have to be afraid of killer robots now you know like so just to put people at ease yeah you guys i want to be taken out of it sometimes i just want the fourth wall i just want to be like hey don't forget you're in a theater this is not (laughs) real i want to be like yes it's okay i feel safe again okay good cool yeah exactly right out of it (laughs)
0: yeah third thing maybe you could immersion. say i'm arnold schwarzenegger um because <laughs> maybe then they're like confused they're like they're like what what actor who, I God, who what a-
1: i something before who, who is he and then he just goes i'm arnold schwarzenegger and you're like right right thank you okay back to yeah. it back to it again yes. take me yeah, out yeah, of yeah. the experience i don't want to be immersed
0: <laughs> and then back in yeah and then i can get back in yes. right and then maybe uh, the fourth thing, he could be like, I was also the governor of California. The governor. And then, yeah, yeah. And then and then people would be like, oh, okay, that gives me context. Cool. Yes.
1: I need more. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just tell me who you are. What have you done? Give me your resume. Yeah. Like, training. come
0: on. Like, where would I, like you said, where would I know you from? Where have no, I seen you before? I'm Why does this guy look
1: familiar, right? Yeah. Because yeah, he'd be like, like I, I know he's an, an actor. Somewhere. And he's like a movie. And you're like, no, that's no, not No, something it. else. <laughs>
0: Political, like, commercial. That's it. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And then fifth thing, he could be like, enjoy the movie, everyone. (laughs) And and then. (laughs) And that's like a good segue into the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So that's a good just also I don't know where that scene is in the movie. I think maybe like kind of the beginning. So I but it's all very early. (laughs) Enjoy the movie, everyone. Back to Great. I that's I love that. You know what? My favorite improvisers are the the non improvisers because you get gold like that. Because <laughs> the they game. don't understand the game. Yeah. No, you, you <laughs> understood it too much, honestly. <laughs> I read too, way too much into the game. No, no, <laughs> That's it. fine. I I'm loved it. I loved every second of it. <laughs> it was just breaking <laughs> the disbelief that you're in a theater, then you're in a movie, watching a movie, and I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. I have so many questions for you. Um, one, it's, uh, I have so many sex questions for you and you're probably oh, amazing. sick of talking day in, day out, talking about sex all the time. And it's you know just what? being so sexy, just being a, a, just a, the aura of sex. You're like, I'm sick of sex. Well, too bad. Cause I've got, <laughs> I've got a question that's been plaguing my mind for a while. Ever since I once had a friend told me, I said, orgy. And she said, you, you don't say that anymore. We call it group sex now. And, but no one explained to me why. And do you know why the preferred term for orgy is now group sex?
0: It's now group sex? Hmm. Yeah. You call it orgy. I mean,
1: I, th- I think people
0: like, there was a question of like, okay, how many people is an orgy versus like saying sex or saying a threesome or saying a foursome, you know what I mean? Like, I think there was maybe confusion about like, when is it an orgy? You know what I right. mean? When do you So maybe it? group. Oh, uh, is it five, four? Five, five? Okay, because okay, four five is a foursome. People. And I guess that's just four could also be like if you're swingers that could be like wife swapping you know what right. i mean which is in, not technically an orgy but it would be group sex so i think group sex well, is like maybe one of those kind of queer terms you know how queer terms are like let's just let's just say queer you know right, you don't yes. really have to get more specific than that it's just kind of an umbrella term yes, yes, yes. um same uh, yeah uh same, like group sex i feel like it's just like kind of a more umbrella term surrounding like there's more than a couple people fucking <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I think it's I, yeah I think it's really cool because with language we're always like let's get more specific like let's get let's make a word that's uh, to describe a feeling that just does it like we want to get words for every situation scenario whatever and I like mm-hmm. like what you talked about with like queer terms it's like let's just be general because we hate this like bi- we hate like making it too it's just like this is this is it but mm, I'm glad mm-hmm. that it's more that way for confusion and less like offensiveness. Cause I was like, orgy, to, I don't know what the Latin where what the original. Yeah. Thing comes, I, I don't know if <laughs> I'm offended it by orgy, like, orgy. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, orgy, guys. <laughs> this is a great time. Let's keep going. Cause like, <laughs> the word doesn't sound awful. So I, I'm i glad to know yeah. it. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So, so foursome, no, you're, you're right. Cause the foursome, there's a lot of scenarios that could happen there. So, five or more. Mm-hmm is considered orgy slash group sex. No, you said that one thing is considered group sex, but not or it's considered like one but not like the other.
0: Threesomes would be group sex. foursomes okay. would be group sex. Like 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 the I guess the word group sex might be more inclusive for just meaning like more than two people. You know what I mean? Right. Um, again, back to
1: the binary thing. Okay, Sean, just, yeah. uh, on the on the on the Google, Sean says yes? via Latin from Greek originate secret rights or revels. Ooh see, oh. that sounds naughty. Oh. Come like i'm saying that right
0: okay um yeah I, and i mean like like uh having very specific identifiers there's nothing wrong with that obviously that's like helpful for like so many people to like know you know what sex acts they're doing and like how they identify with their sexuality and their gender mm-hmm. and stuff like that so some people like really like to have really specific terminology to like understand their relationship you know to other people in their own bodies and all of this stuff right so like in that way um you know, you can you can choose to identify however you want to choose, and I feel like since we've kind of determined orgy is probably not offensive to anybody, you can say orgy <laughs> or you can say group sex, like whatever. You know what I mean? However you you would identify. Do you feel like you're in an orgy right now? Or do you feel more like it's group sex? Like,
1: <laughs> up to you, you know? <laughs> like, that's the least of my concerns right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's yeah. me overthinking the orgy. <laughs> part. Yeah, you're in the middle of being Like, Guys, guys, stop. Hold on. <laughs> what is when this I- exactly? I need to know when I tell my friends after, <laughs> what am I yep, saying? I- what do I call it?
0: What am I to you? What is our relationship? You <laughs> Guys, know what, what I mean? are we?
1: Pause for a yeah, second. What are we? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, you are such a far. Fuck-
1: Hey, everyone. Oh, what are, are we? Yeah. Uh, okay, get you us some have... sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> like, Greg, leave. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, yeah, no, I'll, go, I'll be the water boy, yep. Uh, you have my dream job. Dominant, dominatrix, again, terminology, whatever you'd like to call it. What would you prefer mm. How do you, what, when you tell people what you do? What do you say? Do you say uh, dominant, dominatrix, yeah. dom?
0: I say dominatrix or I say pro-dom. Or I say, there's a thing about terms, right? I've said sex worker, I've said provider, I use that term a lot. Um, but yeah, dominatrix is cool. I think most people, when you say dominatrix, they're like, oh, they've got kind of an idea of what, right? Y- it is what you mean. <laughs> yeah, they're just
1: picturing like leather,
0: black with a whip. Yeah, they're like, okay, you inflict pain on people, and like that's definitely not all I do. But like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're you're kind of right. You're like in the ballpark, you know. <laughs>
1: Uh, what's your dominant origin story tell me about that how did this come to be how did you find it how oh. did you discover it when did you also we were like I love like this is it
0: Um, I like have played with dominance like in my personal life like forever Mm -hmm. um in my personal life i'm a switch i only provide like professional dominant services but like in my personal life i'm a switch so i play everywhere um all over that slash between dns (laughs) um with all sorts of people and stuff like that so like i don't know if i have like an origin story as far as that goes other than like Speaking of orgies and group sex, actually, though, when I first started experimenting and like really regularly doing dominant play was actually in group scenarios where I was like at a play party and maybe there are a lot of new people at this plate party and maybe I didn't feel super comfortable getting on the table and bottoming with multiple tops doing things to me at this particular party. But I did feel comfortable like jumping in as a dominant or a co-top and doing things to whoever was brave enough to get on that table and submit in front of like a group, a room full of people, right? So I think that's when I first, started doing it and started realizing I really enjoyed it I still enjoy co-topping so much where there's multiple dominance and one submissive in a scene love it um so that's when I started really kind of that part of my sexuality started really to um like grow and uh I don't know. Yeah. I I really started to kind of explore and experiment and understand it more Mm -hmm. um, and why I liked it and stuff like that. So once I kind of was able to really pinpoint like, ooh, this is where I feel comfortable dominating people, which was kind of on a casual basis. Like I could walk in almost anywhere and feel comfortable dominating someone in a room. Um, I was also doing like a lot of like other types of sex work. So like pro dom was one that I hadn't done yet. And when I looked at the way I dominated in my personal life, I was like, oh, that would actually translate really well to pro dominating. For instance, the thing of like being able to play with people that you haven't met before. Mm -hmm. Like that's something you do a lot if you're a professional dominatrix, right? Like you get a lot of first time people. And like you develop regulars and stuff like any job, right? But that's a portion of it. And that's a that's a skill to be able to like talk to the person, get them comfortable, get a rapport going, find out all the information that you need to be able to like do this little scene with them in like a succinct but like friendly way. that's like, a bit you like know.
1: improvising. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, I- I- don't I- improvise. <laughs> you, said, you said the word scene.
0: I did. Yeah, it's my bad. It's my bad. But like, yeah, that's something you do professionally, right? So I was like, hey, I think I could uh, really move the way I dominate in my personal life into a professional sphere and, you know, not have too much of a learning curve. So, you know, uh, a friend of mine was, uh, who owns a play space in Toronto was hiring. And I saw a post and I responded to the post and I was like, are you hiring? And she's like, are you looking? I'm like, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. And she's like, come talk to me. So like, yeah, she hired me the next day.
1: <laughs> you, uh, was that that's amazing? Were you scared to go to like, just kind of like amateur to professional? Like you said in the beginning, you were, like you started to do it in your everyday life and then you mm. transitioned. Was, were you nervous? Were you excited? Were you like, I'm ready for this? I think I had had so many
0: years of like doing the kinks that I was comfortable with. Um, And she was very clear about like, okay, you're going to start by doing the kinks you've worked with for years like and then you can slowly kind of build up your skill set. So I was comfortable and pretty confident Mm -hmm. because I'm like, okay, I'm going to like do this professionally in my own little box that I'm familiar with and then slowly expanding. So that felt really safe to me honestly. And still you get kind of like some jitters meeting a new person or like doing right. a scene that's like a little out of your box. Like still every time that doorbell rings I'm like, "Oh."
1: <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. in general oh, the door. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's just it's just a movie. You just want someone yeah. to coked you back in oh oh oh, thank god okay okay, okay.
0: oh good okay yeah I'm in a place with a doorbell it's fine um it's not assaulting me the doorbell (laughs) sound is not assaulting me in any way it's not gonna hurt you um but yeah I was like ready and and I was excited yeah
1: that's amazing uh when you started or you said before you started a pro you um Mm. that first time you were like I didn't really want to be a submissive in front of and with a bunch of doms so you played on the dom side and now which would you find more fun or do you enjoy more being the one submissive with a lot of doms or do you want to be in that that group dom scenario Ooh, that's so
0: I guess interesting case case. yeah because like both are super enticing to me i'm <laughs> like ooh, i do like being the one dominant and just being tag-teamed by a bunch of people but i also fucking love co-topping i love <laughs> topping with multiple tops and um does it ever yeah. get a bit
1: competitive where everyone's just trying to like mm. out dom the other and you're just like going like wilder, harder? <laughs> then, like is it ever, like is there like <laughs> it's just like testosterone filled <laughs> group that you're just all like trying to outdo each other and like, I, I don't know, it seems like it's cause it's all like so power play, right? It's so um mm-hmm. uh, I mean you tell me, it's like is there is there a weird uh energy sometimes of like who's the alpha dom?
0: I think like Uh, No, I've never experienced weirdness surrounding that. Um, I think someone usually naturally emerges as like kind of the director of the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you talk about it beforehand, of course. Like I do, I co-talk professionally as well so like if i'm gonna if i'm doing a duo you know with Mm a other dominant that works at my play space we usually like grab a coffee beforehand and we're like okay what's this gonna look like like before we even talk to the submissive we're like just between the two of us what is this gonna look like do you feel comfortable kind of more taking the lead on this because you've played with the client before or you're more experienced in this kink perhaps, you know what I mean? Those would be reasons that you might step up and kind of take that more leading role. But they are very collaborative. Like, there's usually not a power struggle between the doms. Like, you're all kind of just playing together and all adding your... Like, like improv, you know, like you're you're all making offers and everybody else is usually like, oh my god, right. cool, <laughs> yes. yes totally, like it really is. It's like, it's really cool having more than one brain in the room as far as like who's facilitating the scene. Like, mm-hmm. because people pick up an implement and start using it and I'm like, oh my god, you, you use it like that? Or like,
1: True. you use this piece
0: of furniture like that? Oh my god, that's how you begin a scene? I'm like, right. I'm just a sponge. I love it. I love learning learning yeah. and I love seeing the way other people do it
1: absolutely yeah um yeah I'm the type of learner who likes to watch someone do it first uh, and then mm. I'll do it and I'll do it, like my way or whatever but I love watching people do things all these different ways um not just it's like because sometimes it's like oh cool that's a I'll do I'll try that way too but sometimes it's just like cool to see that's like one thing can be done so many different ways
0: Mm-hmm, it's it's improv mm-hmm. too,
1: right? Like there's so many different improvisers that have the same scene or the same suggestion or whatever, but they're all going to do it so many different ways that it's nice to know that it's like, um, it's like, it's, it's, it's sex work is the same too because it's like you want, um, you want as like as much variety as you, as you can have because someone's going to want mm-hmm. that thing. And Yeah. Options, everybody, like, there's something for everybody. There's something for everyone, for sure, for sure. I yeah. uh, asked a question before, saying like, uh, is there like an alpha dom, and, and you were like, no, that's not not really happened. And I feel like that's probably like what you said when you say you're a dominatrix, and people get an idea. And my first thought too is like black leather whip, like you said, inflicts pain. There's probably like so many misconceptions in the dominatrix and the like the sex industry. What are some mm-hmm. common misconce- misconceptions of the sex industry that you hear a lot or you wish you could just debunk? You're like, this is guy, this isn't true, folks. Like, let's just, you heard it here first, not true.
0: <laughs> don't like yeah um so many honestly like kink industry stuff yeah like i something that's very common is like a client will come in and kind of apologetically be like i don't really like pain that much and i'm like that's fine there are literally (laughs) hundreds of kinks that don't involve pain at all like i think that is a huge misconception that like kink and bd sam and like hiring a pro dominant means that you need to uh, you know suffer you need to like undergo some sort of pain you need to be uncomfortable all of these things and that's just 100% not true like um you can very easily do a scene like that doesn't involve pain at all so um that for sure and then like
1: there are other helpful to your business as well if people are thinking that it or BDSM involves inflicts like pain and you're and you're doesn't at all then there's so many people who would who are it's like a market who it's suddenly pain. accessible accessible yeah. to yeah yeah for sure because there oh. are so
0: many kinksters that don't like pain so it's like oh okay knowing that then maybe i will book a prodom or like whatever right mm-hmm. um that's a big one because there's also a lot of nuances under that of like subs who do take do like pain but they do like it on the mild moderate spectrum Mm -hmm. so but they do feel pressure to do more and they do like think they're letting their dom down if they don't do more like all those kind of nuances of like you know in media this is what kink is shown to be so it's like when people see that and they don't see their themselves represented they're like "Ooh, then i'm doing it wrong and i'm bad and i'm should feel guilty and shameful about the way i do it and it's like oh my god no as long as it's consensual among you know all the adults that are involved then then you're good to go you know
1: yeah that's I, that's
0: the biggest one for kink industry stuff i think
1: it sounds like you've really found your like you're so good like the way you talk about it and i can just uh, you're just so good you're so it's not just Aww. that you're a professional it's that it's uh uh do you feel like you were kind of like, like you, when you found it you're like this like it just feels natural it feels easy it's also you can you work hard and you want to get better and and um get more niche into it but you're just like this this is kind of like what I I, I should be doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I totally think so because it is kind of bringing a lot of different things like skills and interests and stuff kind of all together in one like i'm a creative person so Mm -hmm. like this is a big opportunity for me to be really creative sex and sexuality is really important in my life it's a huge part of my identity and that's Mm -hmm. something that i get to bring to my work as well um i also like love photography and am a bit of a narcissist so like (laughs) you know all of this stuff of like uh you know the visual aesthetic elements Mm -hmm. of everything are really appealing to me too i like fashion also and then like also um i'm an entrepreneur i've owned businesses in the past and like so the whole kind of admin business side of it i'm is also something that's really interesting to me and i've got a lot of experience in Mm -hmm. and um i feel like i'm pretty good at it you know what i mean so it's like a lot of these kind of interests and stuff all coming together and i'm like yeah I'm good at this yeah all these you know?
1: things it's like because it's like yeah. you are but you're also very fun and down to earth and like real and I can imagine clients and coming in and having a like that authentic connection it's not just that mm-hmm. like we talk about role play or we talk about scenes and things and it can sound very fake and Whatever, whatever but like this genuine like you're good at so many things you do like you said like the entrepreneur side of it that just like connecting mm-hmm. and having a chat and being a human with someone side of it like I'm, I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of intimacy that people forget that is involved um in just like that human connection and that like you're a person like how, like you have a life and you ha- you had a day and how was it and I'm interested in hearing about that not just yeah. like hello, um, welcome to the dungeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not
0: already in persona. No, you're so, you're so right. <laughs> no, you're so right. That that is a massive part of it as well. That a client comes in and sees I'm a real person. You know being authentically themselves authentically enjoying their job and like authentically caring about their about their safety and stuff like that but like also caring about their experience and really wanting to like Mm. custom cater you know a scene that will fulfill their fantasies like that's something that's like really i really enjoy in my job so i think that definitely comes across like beforehand when you're chatting and um talking about what you're going to do in the scene um Yeah, I hope that comes across.
1: What are some of your favorite things about your job?
0: Mm. Um, I love role play. (laughs) What's your favorite kind of role play? I love role play. I love all the archetypes. Honestly, I love like a good teacher-student role play. I love a (laughs) doctor-patient scenario. I love like a boss secretary situation or boss employee situation. I love like a caregiver little situation. Like those are all kind of like, those are the hits, you know what I mean? (laughs) But what I like about those, um, kind of uh archetypes as I said is like sometimes you can also flip those on its head which is really cool like so as me as the pro dom like I can get a request for a schoolgirl scenario where I'm this like bully bratty student and like I have this meek kind of submissive teacher that I'm dominating and I'm like you fucking suck like I did like <laughs> <laughs> I did this role play um recently <laughs> And I, he was like, "You're failing my class," and I was like, "Yeah, I am, but I have a fucking A in all the other classes." Do you Ooh. know why? Because you're a shit teacher. And like, here, you sit down. I could do a better, pe- a better job teaching this class than you. Oh, I like that. And then I like picked up the chalk and I wrote, and I was like, "Watch, this is you." <laughs> <laughs> Hi, hello, <laughs> class. I'm Mr. Stupid. <laughs> I wrote it on the chalkboard. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so fun. I love
1: shit like that. That is really good. I wasn't uh, if I was watching that, I was in a porno and I was watching that, I would stop midway and be like, whoa, twist. <laughs> like plot.
0: Yeah, twist. Plot twist. <laughs> now, now <laughs> exactly. it.
1: I need someone to stop the movie and tell me it's a movie because I am too immersed <laughs> and it needs yeah, to be confused. taken out of it. I need to, yeah, too,
0: Is it a movie? Is yeah. it a real robot? What's going on here? Yeah. Is that a real teacher? Real teacher? Yeah. That's very taboo if this is a real teacher or student right now. I don't know if this is ethical. It's like, no, it's
1: pretend. Don't worry. Uh, can you have a role play that doesn't have a power, a higher, low status power dynamic kind of? Can there be two um, kind of like equal in status or power uh, role-play scenario? Yeah,
0: yeah, certainly. Like for me, um, since I'm a pro-dominant, like for like work sessions, there I do need to have the dominant role if there is like a role-play that's assigned. Um, except there is an exception. And that's for like people who are fetishists and power dynamics don't necessarily come into play. Like for instance, this is common with uh, foot fetish where people just, like, you know, love feet, want to do things to feet, um, but it's just this kind of sensory thing for them. They like the smells. They like touching them. They like feeling them. They like looking up at the dominant, like, but it, it's not about, um you know it's not about dominance really it's not about the power dynamic it's more about the activity and that's Mm -hmm. kind of key for fetishists like um versus like kinksters it's like it's more about the activity rather than like the person that's telling you to do the activity or forcing you to do the activity or requesting you do the activity it's about the feet it's about feet so it's kind of like i kind of don't need to be here like my feet do but i kind of don't so like <laughs> in that situation like it has to be no negotiation negotiated a bit because it's like okay here are the ways like i'm actually just like comfortable with having my feet touched and like I will kind of be like softly directing you through this scene, but like, there's no like power dynamic dominance Mm
1: -hmm. added on
0: top of it. But since I am a pro dom, it's like, okay, we do need to talk about like how I, I, just because it's a work thing I still need to be in complete control of the scene but like in the scene I'm not throwing any extra dominance at you basically so stuff like that has to be negotiated a little bit and um yeah that happens sometimes but mostly like if especially you're doing role play then I would be in the dominant role but for, for sure you can be like two co-workers who are saucily sneaking away and doing something like there are lots of different role plays um that you can do like maybe two people met on a dating app and then the guy comes over and then there's some sort of surprise that is revealed that drives the action the rest of the action of the scene or there's a conflict or a secret that's revealed or something like that so like yeah you can definitely do role play absent of power dynamic but professionally i generally don't
1: now we're going to take a little break and return with your guest aaron pym Erin Pym, you you said um, you said like uh, when the doorbell rings, sometimes you still get nervous or like you jump right. Is it what? What else do you get nervous about now? <laughs> what happens? Would you still like sometimes? You've been doing this for a while, so is there anything? Yeah. Does it have to be like new? Something that you've never faced before, or are there some things that you're still like a little bit like I don't know? Um, I'm not, I'm not honestly, super... when the doorbell rings, it's honestly I just get surprised by
0: the doorbell and any noise out of anywhere it shocks me oh it's just the sheer like (laughs) yeah they're just like surprised it's just a big noise coming out of nowhere i'm like (laughs) yeah but um no it's interesting it's like it's funny i'm really really confident and comfortable facilitating sessions for people who are new to kank or people who are just like coming to a dom for the first time pro dom for the first time or people just i haven't met before like i'm really that kind of is exciting to me i'm like ooh, i'm gonna meet someone today and i'm gonna blow their mind basically like so i feel pretty pretty pleased with like my performance as far as that stuff goes um i'm really eager to do duos with like new people also that's something that's interesting i think like something that maybe gives me a bit of maybe like not nervousness but i'm just like uh maybe experiencing like a little stress or anxiety about it is when like a session request is coming in and it's like wanting to do a lot of things in a small amount of time. Like something that is common, a common request is like a couple is coming in and they want to have an educational element, but they also want to do a scene at some point, like do play, do kink play. Um, And they wanna learn all of these things and um also they're both switches so in the play part they both want to like do both and then they book an hour and i'm just like oh (laughs) "Oh." and also like the form has like some red flags in it and i'm just like it's like i'm surprising my girlfriend with this session and i'm like no Uh, and we both want to learn and we both want to switch and we want to do this stuff and also she won't know so blah, blah and i'm just like uh those scenes like those requests it usually ends up being fine but like those requests i'm just like just a lot yeah it's overwhelming uh, like, oh, I'm like
1: ha- so what do you do how's
0: this gonna go yeah because like i you know you want to do good at your job right or most people yeah. do anyways i do i'll say that much mm. i want to like have them walk away with some like good stuff that they can take home and like if they're making way too many requests in the time frame i don't feel like i can be as successful so i have a bit of anxiety of like uh they're gonna walk away unsatisfied because right. they've you know it's just too much right so i try to like set the bar when they come in of being like okay what's like the one takeaway you want you know i if mm-hmm. rather than the list of 10 things i'm like what are your top three from this list yeah that i should make sure we do and try to set expectations that way because that gives me a bit of anxiety when it's like especially new people too new people take more time like you know to do a scene like if you're new and it's your first time don't just book an hour book an hour and a half at least because we're gonna talk for a while off the top and you know it's yeah so it's it's stuff like that where I get a bit of anxiety Mm -hmm. I think that's that is my answer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and you tell them you're like, I it would be better if you booked an hour and a half. There's we're gonna be having some talking done.
0: Yeah, you... I don't do my own admin for specifically for like where I work. Somebody else is doing emails back and forth, and then once it's all confirmed, they send a deposit. Um, they've submitted the full form. Then I get forwarded the form and be like, Hey, your Tuesday from two to three, right. and this is the form. So I don't have contact with them usually. Um, someone else is kind of doing that part. So, yeah, sometimes I just get a forum, and I'm like, I wish they booked longer. or right. you know what I mean? or I wish I, but, yeah, I do try to set them straight. I'm like, we only have an hour, so we can only do like half of the things that you kind of mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, next time, if you want to rebook with me, an hour and a half would be better if you're looking at accomplishing, you know, educational elements and also play, or like whatever the requests are, right? If you want to get through ten things, then, book two hours don't book Mm -hmm. (laughs) one hour like next time I'm like next time we'll do it yeah next time yeah that's That's the moment where I
1: get to make that request yeah uh was that sounds like that was also maybe a learning process too of like the first time times you got those forms and you were like okay and then you learned uh or you figured out a way like that's a great solution to just uh, the way you go about it and you're like what are your top three like let's set expectations like next time if you want to come in throughout your also how long have you been doing this for Um, I've been at this place space for
0: almost four years now Um, and then yeah I've been doing other types of sex work like for I don't know maybe three years prior to that and like sex work adjacent stuff as well like Mm -hmm. um, so yeah I've been doing like all sorts of different things in the industry but like yeah doing this exactly what I do right now for four years. (laughs) But a
1: long time yeah it's a year. Yeah. Probably comes in uh, with a lot of like uh, obstacles or like how to work around this what are some that you and without like obviously divulging information or per, like anyone's uh, but like what are some things you've encountered that were some like and then you're like okay this this is a, a hump like I got to get through like I got to work through this I got to figure this out and then you did but what were some struggles complications or anything in the beginning or, or yeah. throughout your career not even in the beginning just like throughout that you're like oh now I'm, now this is a thing I'm tr- I'm trying to figure out oh now this is a thing
0: yeah, I think you're even. You can't help but continue to do that, no matter how, no matter how long you've been in the industry. Like, I feel like you do learn, kind of have a little takeaway from each time you work, for sure. And I'm a person that's very much like I'm not an expert. Um, and I never will be. And that's kind of why this industry is so interesting to me. And like sex and sexuality and kink and all this stuff is so interesting to me, because I don't feel like you can ever achieve knowing everything, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is different with every person that you meet. And like, it's also nuanced. And like, so um, Who can I definitely consider... know. Who
1: hmm? can... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you up. But you say like mm. I, you said, I don't consider myself an expert. And you have years of experience. So do, yeah. when is when do you consider someone an expert? Like, do you think you'll ever feel call yourself an expert or knowing me
0: probably not but like if I look at somebody that's like been in the industry like you know 25 years okay at that point yeah they're (laughs) they can call themselves an expert you know what I mean for me I don't know I'm just like um you also uh want to try and stay humble especially like in a in an industry where people can really like with this whole dominant thing you know and and part of the fantasy is like oh i'm better than you and i'm better than everything and i know everything and i can press your buttons and you know make you just melt and like in a second all this stuff right like So some people conflate, like, the fantasy and the reality of the situation. So I I just try to, like, stay humble in my profession as much as possible, Mm -hmm. Um, especially, like, in the sex industry, you know, um, just in general, like, you – I'm a white – thin able-bodied cis person so like me entering an industry you have to be aware that you're entering an industry that is made up mostly of marginalized folks so you really have to listen a lot right and like not uh over talk people and not overstep people right and just be in a situation um be in a position where you are learning, right? you're listening and learning like that's how a white person needs to enter this industry. Right. you know what I mean um so I definitely always try to do that. but like yeah, at the beginning of my uh, of my career, yeah, I probably had a more more of an instinct to like people please in the way of like, okay, they're giving me this big list, so let's get through this big list whereas, um and or if i don't you know they won't be happy whereas like now if they give me a big list of things i'm like okay we can like we can technically do everything on this list but we're gonna be like skipping through a list we're gonna not be able to go really deep into any of those so up to you we can either pick top three and really fucking like flesh out these cool three kinks or Mm -hmm. we can skip through a dozen of them and, uh, you know, the vibe might be just like a lot more energetic and a lot right. more quick. And like, um, you know, if you're into over then maybe you would rather do that. Like, right. let's just do a lot all at once or like a lot really fast. Like let's have a whirlwind of an hour. You can choose to do that. Or you can choose to like, let's go really deep and let's more focus on the connection between the two of us. Um, you know, and I also give the thing of like, you know, um, uh, like for me as a facilitator, it's more about the power dynamics. It's more about like you and I being in a room experiencing something together rather than the activities. For me, it's like, What's the intention underneath that activity? That's more important than the actual activity for me. So I try to explain that too when people just come with activities. I'm like, okay, but what, how does the activities make you feel? And like, you know what I mean? What is that bringing up for you? You know? Stuff like that. So yeah, I think I've just really honed my negotiation skills. Like the little talk, that's what we talk the call the little talk that we do before launching into a scene. I think I've like really learned like all the things I need to ask to get the information I need mm-hmm. to deliver a scene to facilitate a scene in the way I like to play. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: yeah so it's, that it's, is definitely a skill a good developed facilitator like that's that sounds like Thanks. that conversation is just like facilitating making someone's mm-hmm. experience the best it can be as comfortable as it can be um but what you said like really knowing what they want because it sounds very case by case like yeah. someone might uh, enjoy the overstimulation just like hitting all the like as many marks as they can and someone might get like enjoy diving into a few just more in- intensely and more um intimately um which kind of I wonder about within with because you're a sex toy reviewer and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's the same thing right it's like we've talked about this before like I've said like I, I I enjoy this kind of sex toy but not these ones but you have to sort of review them all so how do you do that knowing that you have that some things feel better for you and others don't but you're giving a review that is for the people the masses
0: yeah that's a really good question um And I like to remind people, like, when they're looking at sex toy reviews uh, of that exact thing, right? And, Uh, that you should be trying to find sex toy reviewers is if this is a thing you like to do before buying toys right then you should be trying to find sex toy reviewers that like the same stimulation that you Mm -hmm. do right because there are so many sex toy review reviewers they are out there like there's so many sex bloggers right so uh, before you like are taking a review at face value um you know find somebody that in general likes similar stimulation to you and that they're going to review you how you can find that out is like if you look at their toys and you're like oh I would probably like most of these toys then it's like yeah because they're choosing toys that um, their body likes that the stimulation you know is is along the lines of stuff they like so like one thing I try to do when I do review toys is I tell about my personal experience with it and why um, with my history of like the type of stimulation I like, why it worked or didn't work for me. But I always like to say, if, you know, you like this other thing, then this will be a great toy for you. Say I didn't enjoy it because that's not something that, you know, I, my body enjoys Mm -hmm. or something that didn't fit me. I always like to say, however, if your body is like this, then it will fit you better. However, if you do like this other type of stimulation, then you will really like this toy. So I just like to point that out a lot. Yeah. Because bodies are so, um, are so different and specific and nuanced and every toy, you know, won't fit everybody. Right. So yeah, I just try to make, sh- make sure people know that.
1: Have you tried then toys that you know you won't like or that in things that you don't enjoy? Or have you seen a video of someone doing that? Like, I really, <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of anal plugs, but I did it for you guys. And like, here's the review. <laughs> I hated it. Like, have you, do you do that? Or are you just like, I don't even touch it. Like, there's no point. I'm not gonna enjoy it. So why? Like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I choose. I tend to choice, choose toys that I think I could give a pretty positive review. Um, also, because I, I, uh, on the whole, like to choose independent companies. So, like, I don't want to slam an independent company. You know what I mean? I want to enjoy it and I want to give a good review mom and, pop and a good. Plug. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I was like, "That's a big company," so I didn't mind, right? Mm -hmm. But like, if there's an independent company that, like, you know, and they're giving me this toy to review, you know what I mean? Oh, right.
1: Not buying it.
0: So, you know, nine times out of ten. Um, I'm being given it by an independent company. So I'm going to do my best to like give a nice platform for the product. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's really cool. And I want to support independent companies, but like, yeah, a big company that I purchased somewhere and it was the shittiest thing I've ever tried. I'm not afraid to be like, this Eh. toy fucking sucks. Say it. say their names say their names <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of fun to be able to do that right not awesome. like
1: say the address give us everything
0: <laughs> have it all. right amount of business. oh gosh but like i for sure i've done like duo reviews with people where like for instance it was a butt plug and they're like i just never got it in i couldn't get it in and it's like all right well let's talk about some of the other right, aspects we're not of the talking story.
1: about the thing then <laughs> but do that's, do fully,
0: happen. it. that's yeah. fully happened and like it's also like that's okay <laughs> you keep it you know if you ever want to try again it's there to try again sometimes your eyes are bigger than your asshole when you buy a toy you know so there are people <laughs> watching that probably have felt that too and it's like okay well what can we what can we take away from this what is our learning moment here
1: well that's why i think sex workers are so important because it's like uh you need someone even though you won't don't call yourself an expert it's like you need someone who's a bit more knowledgeable and experienced sometimes too because it's like like someone once told me they were like I never would have found anal stuff pleasurable until someone showed me because it was it they were like it's not just it like it's not just things going in your butt they're like it's a whole process like the 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 it getting like going ranging in sizes and and taking the time they're like that's the enjoyable part like it's a whole experience everyone thinks it's just the part of like that's what feels good is just like something's in your butt and they're like it's and a journey and it's an experience and that opened my world up to it so i could see sex wise yeah. being the, the same thing too it's like <laughs> it didn't, i didn't get it up my butt and it's like all right smaller size <laughs> next time or like not the one to yep. start off with <laughs>
0: yeah exactly but also like okay what could put you in a better position to receive anal pleasure you know what i mean maybe it's mm-hmm. like okay what again with the the thing of like what's the intention underneath the activity like were you just sitting there and being like mm-hmm. oh okay let's try to get this in now it's like no, okay, what? what can we do in the room to help our nervous systems relax? What fantasies can be happening in our head that can, you know, facilitate us being aroused? What other parts of our body can we be touching or like what other toys can we pop on? Like, can we put on some nipple clamps? Is that something that would help you really get into the mood to really relax and like, yeah, like, so all that stuff of like, okay, well let's, um, yeah, let's just talk about like all the other parts of, of, say it is like butt play up, getting a butt plug in. There's so much else that can be happening that mm-hmm. can make it a pleasurable experience for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, lube is always your friend. I agree, hundred thousand million
1: percent. Grab that oh. lube, baby. Be yeah. good. do you have a reco? A reco of uh, some favorite lubes?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, as far as like oil base goes, I love get the butters. Um, the butters is the best. Um, and I also I'm also really a fan of like um uh infused like cannabis infused uh oils for Ooh, okay. for oil-based lubricants. Yeah. Um love that, that works. Like, I've got one oil- and I I
1: didn't like, do you find it like it a sex pot? I didn't like
0: green, I didn't I didn't like feel much from it. I got one that was like also had um menthol in it so i think i think some some add the that into it or a bit of cinnamon for like warmth or a bit of menthol for a cooling feeling because you can't i don't know i've never tried one where you can actually feel like yourself you can't in in any other way yes that's not what they're for but like in in my opinion that's not what they're for but um i love fuck water for like a hybrid lube i love their um i love that for like Uh, vaginal sex I really like it Um, don't use oil lubes with um, condoms mind you so that's don't don't pick up the butters and then start using a silicone condom with it or um, a latex condom pardon me Um, and then yeah uh, for water-based like I like a um, I like a thick gel water base for anal stuff right so like i've got like a little thing of like wicked in my drawer there that i really like it's just like the jelliest gel lube so like by gel base it's like you put a bit on the tip of the butt plug and it's viscous it's staying there it's not dripping off right so that for me is helpful to have like because it gives like a bit of there's a bit more body to the lube right? right which i really appreciate yeah
1: well thank you And my last question for you, Erin, and this doesn't have to be related to your work. This is just in your your personal life and anything. What's the biggest problem in your life right now that you know in a year won't be a problem anymore? Oh my goodness. I have a um, friend, um, me and my friend worked at a camp and there's a bench and he, he grew up at this camp. I didn't, uh, uh, we both worked there, but he grew up there. And he was like, every year I come to this bench, I call it reflective bench or retrospective <laughs> bench. And he's like, I sit here and I think about the biggest problem going on in my life and and how I can't figure it out. And like all the things that are like that, how it affects me It's just the biggest problem. And then uh, I, th- I come back the next year and I think, do the same thing. But then I think about the problem I thought about last year. And he's like, yeah. it's always a different problem. He's like, every time I come, I have like a new, it's the biggest problem in my life, but it's the one that had happened the year before is like gone. So what do you mm. think is your biggest problem? But you know, in a year it's, it's not something that, you know, it's like, I've tried to tackle this every year and it's like, yep. it's, maybe I'm working on it, but this is like a thing that you're like, probably won't be a deal uh, in a year, but right now it's just encompassing a lot.
0: Yeah. That's a great, uh like little exercise to do to bringing you like perspective right um i would say i mean i'm not gonna go super deep with this one because my main thing this year i broke my fucking wrist and then i developed a condition after i broke my wrist that delayed healing like massively so like my recuperation surrounding this break um. Yeah. I, I. Like. I went to ER. I broke my. I broke my wrist. I, I had a I cast. Saw you.
1: I saw you at the. We were. Yeah. Yeah. I <gasps> think I saw you. I did. It, it was you a would lot have. Of, I saw yep. you. Yeah. We were both at the the hand hospital. <laughs> 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 the fracture clinic. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Or like. Yeah. Um. So hi, they're like go go get your X ray, but I was like oh guy. that's so funny you should have yeah you should have just been like Aaron and now I see your um, hand in a cast and I'm like mm, too many hand jobs she's that good folks
0: <laughs> I broke it in a bizarre fisting accident um <laughs> but uh yeah so I'm like right now I'm wearing like a brace I've been to a bunch of different places and it's just like uh this year it's just like all fucking hand wrist stuff it's still still so immobile the healing process is so fucking slowly like I broke my wrist in april and i still cannot move the wrist at all really fingers i can wrist i can't at all so it's so slow however if i look forward a year from today I am going to be able to move that wrist a bit. Yeah. I'm not going to say how much and that I'm going to be a hundred percent playing basketball again and stuff like that, but I am confident and I'm going to be really positive that like in a year I will be able to move my wrist. I'll be able to do a lot more um, with that fucking hand than I will now. And I'm, I'm, and I'm happy with that. Like I'm not, going to set a bar for myself that like, you know, it's like, when is my wrist going to be better? Like, you know, I kept asking myself that a lot, like, when am I going to be able to play sports again? Like, and like, again, like, that's not the goal anymore. The goal is just to get a bit more movement back. And I'm confident that in a year I can. Yeah. So I don't think this will be as much of an issue in a year at all
1: it won't it won't yeah we'll, we'll, Thank do, we'll you. be here again in a year and you'll show me yeah show me that three and then
0: i'll be like woo yeah <laughs>
1: <Like> you <laughs> no. yeah. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on uh, lovely pleasure having you would you like to plug anything let us know where we can find you uh where oh, we can sure. online in person
0: yeah, um, I host the Bedpost Podcast, which is available on the Sonar Network and anywhere you get podcasts. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at TheLadyPim1. That is my pro-dom Twitter since we uh, talked about it a lot today. I'm super active on there. So yeah, give me a follow and see what I have to say surrounding sex work and kink and all that shit.
1: Thanks again to Aaron Pim, the Sonar Network and Bad Dog Comedy Theater. Your support makes a difference and you can donate today by going to BadDogTheater.com. Five Things is produced my, by myself, Bad Dog Feeder, and we couldn't do it without our amazing tech, Sean Marie. I'm your host, Roche Abdullah.
0: Yay! <laughs>